My bed is a spaceship. Chapter 9 The Planet of Pop Despite the spacemates flying as fast as they could, a growing shadow fell upon the mighty motion. Curtis peered at the shape of darkness that at first looked like a shark, then a huge claw, and finally became an enormous octopus-like monster. He realized that he was holding his breath. Oh, tiny portions, it's catching us up, said Mr. Hippo. We are also indeed running out of fuel, said First Officer Zip. Can't we use lemonade for the Whistle Pop Winkle engine? Curtis asked, recalling this information from his earlier reading. Oh, rutting fish! We have no lemonade left, said Mr. Hippo, burping. <coughs> Scroll of the Galaxies, is there a lemonade planet? asked Curtis. No, and I'm pretty sure ish of that, it replied. Oh, expanding black holes! Curtis exclaimed. But there is a planet of pop nearby, the scroll interjected. A bubbling ball of planet lit up in its center. I think that we will be sort of caught by the globus before we get there, possibly, said the scroll. Will you fly, Curtis? asked First Officer Zip. Me? Really? Yes, you are indeed our best hope. Curtis proudly attached electrical patches to his feet, hands and body. Oh, moldy Marilyns, I don't think we are going to make it, said Mr. Hippo, while staring wide-eyed at the increasing mass behind them. Curtis, said First Officer Zip, Grandpa Tubb told me once that if you truly believe in something, then it will happen. I think if you concentrate on the planet of Pop instead of the Globus, we will get there. Really? Just imagine you are already there and focus all your attention on the planet of Pop. Curtis could see the large creature gaining on them, but put this image out of his mind as he raised his arms and legs off the bedspread and felt the craft whoosh into hyperspeed. He alternately raised his left and right arms higher so that the whole craft lurched one way, then the other hopefully confusing the huge monster behind them. Curtis kept his attention on the planet of Pop and to his utter delight was soon navigating through the planet's light atmosphere. All around them were droplets of lemonade, large lakes and pools of bubbling yellowish liquid and a forest of trees that looked like they were made from sugar crystals. Curtis landed on a dry strip of land beside the forest and next to a huge lake where bubbles as large as a castle were rising from the surface and floating high into the sky. Globus, far away, I think, said the scroll of the galaxies. Oh, an air good to breathe. Great, said Curtis, leaping off the mighty motion and onto soggy ground below. I think... Curtis could hear the fizzle and pop of the bubbles and a strange bitter but sugary smell was in the air. First Officer Zip and Mr. Hippo joined him. They kept close together as the small bubbles made a mist-like atmosphere around them so that they could not see more than a few feet. In the near distance, Curtis thought 
that he could make out the shape of a man sitting on a tree stump by the side of what looked like a lake with huge lemons bobbing up and down in it. He was right. There was a man there, small, wearing a purple cloak with long white hair, a large walking stick made of clear crystals and bubbles of lemonade coming out of his face. Hello, I'm Curtis and this is Mr Hippo and First Officer Zip, he said politely. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Frizzle, <laughs> he replied. Do you mind if we take some of your lemonade from the lake, asked Curtis. Ah, uh, please, <laughs> do, <laughs> Fizzle replied. First Officer Zip unzipped himself and removed three large bottles, which he handed to Mr. Hippo. He filled them up and gulped down a mouthful from the lake. He burped so loudly that Curtis and First Officer Zip were blown to the floor. I'd uh, drink that slowly, otherwise you'll be <laughs> hiccuping for hundreds of years. <laughs> Like, like me. <laughs> Suddenly, the whole planet shook. Eerie silence fell upon the spacemates. The shape of an enormous black octopus hovered above them, and the stench of the rotting creatures made them all cough. I, I don't know what this is, said Fizzle, but he just cured my hiccups. I think that is the globus. Curtis whispered as the awful smell hit his nostrils, so much so that he was almost sick. He watched the globus's pus-infested, green, slime-like shape oozing its way menacingly towards them. Fizzle then jumped up and tapped his walking stick on the tree trunk by the lake. The lake erupted suddenly and millions of even larger bubbles of lemonade shot up into the sky. This stopped the globus landing and obscured its view of them. You won't be able to fly through this, said Fizzle. Try and get your craft into a bubble and you should float away. Fizzle then jumped into a man-sized bubble and did just that. Thank you, Curtis shouted after him. The three spacemates raced back to the mighty motion and poured one of the bottles of lemonade into a hole beside the engines and put the other two bottles in between the pillows as Curtis took off. He wriggled, clicked and moved his arms and legs so that they approached a huge bubble. They all closed their eyes as Curtis flew into its centre, thankful that the bubble did not burst. Curtis stopped the engines as they floated up into the sky. It was the most peaceful feeling Curtis had ever experienced. They could only see bright lights from outside, and as they ascended, they became lighter and lighter. The Globus could not see them in the massive bubbles, and as they reached the top of the sky, the bubble burst. Curtis turned the engines back on and zoomed even faster into hyperspeed and on their way back to the plug hole. Thank you.